familiar text tonight in Joshua chapter 24. And I want to look at the bottom part of verse number 15 if we could tonight. Joshua chapter number 24 and verse number 15. If you're there, say amen. amen. At the bottom part of the verse, the Bible says this, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for a good time together already tonight. Thank you, Lord, for being in our midst, God. Thank you for your presence both this morning and tonight. I pray, God, that I'd say what you want me to say. And, Lord, I would refrain saying anything you don't want me to say. Lord, I pray that you'd be in total control tonight, God. I'd yield myself to you. Lord, that the power of God could be evident in the preaching hour. Lord, please speak to our hearts from your word. And, God, if you don't help me, there'll be no preaching get done. So, Lord, I'm asking again tonight, as I do every time I stand, Lord, that you would enable me. Uh, to do what you've called me to do. Lord, I thank you for everything that you do in this place. In Jesus' name and for His lovely sake and all the Lord's people said, Amen and Amen. We discussed it this morning, but Joshua makes a statement here that as for me and my house, now there's no option. He says we will serve the Lord. My mind is already going back to what we talked about this morning concerning household salvation. I still believe that God is interested in the home. I believe God is interested in husbands and wives and children and grandparents and grandchildren and however your home's made up, God is interested in the home. But can I say that this thing cannot just be a matter of God being interested in the home, but the home must take interest in God. Uh, God is very interested in you and me tonight serving Him, but the real question at hand is not whether or not He's interested in us serving Him, but are we interested in serving God? And I I believe Joshua makes it very clear where his stance is. I got a little note. I just pinned this down today. Apparently something the Lord wanted me to say. But this statement that he makes requires dedication. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But can I say behind dedication, there's always a decision. Can I say God will not make you or me do anything. But we must choose. We've got a choice in the matter whether or not we will serve the Lord. I begin to think again over old Zacchaeus and uh, I begin to think about these men in the Old Testament the jailer of Paul and Silas and all throughout the scriptures that we find that when Jesus began to work on them he did not stop with them but he went into their home what was the first thing established on planet earth it was not the church it was not the law it was not the ten commandments or the ordinances it was none of that it was one simple thing and the first thing that God ever institutes on planet earth is a home. May I say outside of loving and serving the Lord Jesus Christ can I say this tonight you need to understand your very next obligation in this life is to love and serve the family that God has given you. Can I say we're very quick at times as Christians to serve others and serve those in the church, those out of the church, but did you know your number one ministry, and it's preached this way to preachers, but I'm preaching
answered it to Christians. Did you know the first ministry that God has given you outside of living a life that pleases Him is to live a life of serving God and then your family? Uh, may I say the devil has not changed. Did anybody ever think about the first thing that the devil attacked? The devil did not attack somebody's salvation first. The devil did not attack the church first. The devil did not attack a move of God. But the devil, the first thing that he targets in the Word of God is the home. Uh, can I say nothing's changed, friend? We're living in a day and hour, and I want you to really think about these things. Uh, uh, homosexuality. Let's think about that for a moment. Can I say to you, it's more than just an abomination. It's more than a hobby horse. And every preacher wants to preach on it, and you should. Bless God, I'm going to. Say amen. You ought to preach against it. But hear me and hear me well. It's not just another sin. It is an attack on the home. Have you ever thought what God intended for Adam and Eve? What did God tell Adam and Eve in the garden? He put them together and He gave them this command to be fruitful and to multiply. Did you know that two men cannot have a home and two women cannot have a home? They can live in a house, but you'll never have a home. My friend, it's devil. It's his attack on the home. Think about that. It's not just a sexually immoral attack. It's not just a perversion attack. But my friend, according to the Word of God, it is a direct attack. It is a hit out of absolute desire to destroy the home. My friend, think about forbidding to marry. What the Bible say in those last days that they would be days, and we're living in them, where they would forbid to marry. My God, if you're going to shack up and, and, and do all, why in the Lord's name would you not just get married? Amen. But there's something in there. It's more than just a sin of, or a commitment issue. It's an attack. It's the devil's way of attacking the home. Can I say a man and a woman sleeping together, going to work, paying the bills together, raising children together. They would consider themselves to have a home. But according to the Word of God, it is not a home. Amen. It's adultery and fornication. It's sin and the home is under attack. What about divorce? Can I say that divorce... If the rates are higher right now probably than they've ever been. You know people treat marriage like they do dating anymore. Uh, my friend, if so-and-so just does the wrong thing, well, uh, there's billboards all over Corbin that says for $5.99. Oh, so-and-so can write you up and send you to the courthouse and that judge will stand and he'll dissolve that marriage. But can I say that is not God's order for the home. I understand there's people in here that's been left fortunate. I understand there's people in here that's walked through valleys that you can't change. Uh, but may I say God's intent for the home uh, was one man and one woman for one lifetime. Uh, uh, my friend, uh, you say, well, uh, I've, already met, so I've already messed that up. Well, here's what you ought to do. You ought to take the situation you've got now and make sure this time around uh, that everything that's said and done in that home is pleasing to God. Uh, that every word that comes out of y'all 
false mouth that brings honor and glory to God that you show up to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, revival, work day, bathroom cleanup day, whatever it is. My friend, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Can I say that wayward children and rebellious children, do you know what that is? It's more than them just having a pleasurable season of sin. It's more than sowing a wild oak. It's more than all that. You know what the devil's intent behind that is? To destroy the home. Can I say the home is not complete at the prodigal son's father's house until he came back. Can I get a witness tonight? There's things that are missing in some of y'all's hearts tonight because of a wayward child. Can I say quit looking at it as it's their fault? The Bible said that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and uh, spirit, uh, spiritual wickedness and high play. Can I say tonight it is an attack on the home. Uh, my friend, whatever avenue that the devil can find, he will take to divide and conquer our homes. Uh, my friend, if I could tonight, I just want to reflect back uh, and say a few things. What we said this morning, as for me and my house, uh, we'll serve the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. We can't get what we had here this morning and tonight any other way. Uh, Dad said it best tonight. Uh, ain't nobody like him. Uh, everything in my life, it's the Lord. Uh, every good thing, every blessing, uh, every hardship, every valley, every mountaintop, every storm, uh, every ray of sunshine. He's got his hand on all of it tonight. Uh, I can honest to God tell you uh, uh, that he's proven himself more times uh, than he's ever had. Uh, and for what God's done and who God is, uh, I want to declare as for me and my house will serve the Lord. This is a decision. You can't dedicate yourself until you make a decision. I, I see something. I see something that goes around all the time, and I I've shared it a time or two that Sunday morning church is a Saturday night decision, and I say it is. You know, most people miss church Saturday night before every Sunday ever rolls around. They've done missed. Isn't it amazing how your head starts throbbing about ten thirty Saturday night? Come on, somebody. I didn't have to fight my flesh this morning. I, God just knew He needed me in, to be in order, I guess. But most Sunday mornings, you can't hardly pry me from under them covers. Oh, I am. Oh, oh, my Lord, I thought you was the preacher. Yes, I am. And I'm made of the same stuff y'all are. I, I can get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go sit in a deer stand for 12 hours and never never nod off one time. But Saturday night, I can't hardly go to bed. Sunday morning, I can't hardly get up. Why? Because this old flesh knows uh, when I walk through those doors with my family and the devil knows when I walk through those doors with my family uh, my friend, we're sowing to that spiritual man. And this old flesh, it grows weaker and weaker and weaker. And the more we pursue God the more God uh, can use us and help us and bless us uh, my friend it is a decision to serve the Lord may I say there's not a man woman boy or girl on the planet that can serve the Lord without these three principles uh, we're preaching on this a home uh, number one that is scriptural a home that is scriptural then we said a home that is spiritual and most of all a home uh, that is sacrificial can I say 
until your home is number one scriptural, it will never be spiritual or sacrificial. Can somebody help me tonight? Before your home that can ever be spiritual or sacrificial, it must be scriptural. In other words, we don't get a saying if we're really going to serve God. We've got to go to the book. It instructs us what to do, what not to do, where to go, where not to go. Somebody said, well, you go down there still water. Oh, you're going to get to do not, do not, do not. Uh, can I say I don't hand out any do nots that God don't hand out? Uh, but my friend, I've got news for them. They just see a few do nots, uh, but there's a whole lot more do's in there than there is do nots. Uh, can I say sacrificial living and spiritual living will come from scriptural living? Somebody needs to write that down. Uh, sacrificial living and spiritual living will only come from scriptural living. This book is our final authority. It's not an opinion. It's not another version. It's not an idea. It's not a philosophy. It's God. And it's final. He said what He meant. And He meant what He said. I'm telling you at the end of the day, if you want your home to stand, it's got to be built scripturally. It's got to be spiritual. It's got to be scriptural. And the byproduct of those two things is you'll have a home that's sacrificial for the glory of God. My friend, we're living in a day of self. Self, self, self. Our homes, you know what they're being built upon? Self. Now I'm going to get into a little bit more. This morning we shouted and cried. And I hope we get to tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping God will let me get a little more into the meat on how to have a script, a scriptural and a spiritual and sacrificial home. But can I tell you all something? Uh, we're living in a day and hour. It's all about me and it stems from mama and daddy all the way down to the children. How many, how many kids in Walmart you see raising hell? And mom and daddy give in to whatever they want. You know what they're teaching them? All you got to do is fuss a little and you can get your way. Help me somebody. Now don't die on me. We, we rejoice this morning. And if you if you really want to serve God, you and your house, you'll rejoice tonight. But can I say this to mom and daddy? It is not our obligation to be their friend. Can I uh, can I read something to you? I want to read this. I, I hope I can find it. Uh, let me let me look right here. I found I seen this earlier today. Right there we go. Listen to this. An old preacher said this. He said, uh, he said, if you're friends with your children, you'll raise your grandchildren. Now listen, if you're friends with your children, you'll raise your grandchildren. Uh, you'll be, uh, excuse me, if you're friends with your children, you'll raise your grandchildren. If you raise your children, you'll be friends with your grandchildren. That's pretty good. If you're friends with your children, you'll raise your grandchildren. But if you'll raise your children, you'll be friends with your grandchildren. In other words, if you will do what you're supposed to do as a mom and daddy, you can enjoy life there. After once you get them things raised, somebody say, "Man, it's a full-time job trying to raise knucklehead kids." Somebody say, "Amen," but it's worth it. You know, my mom and dad ain't bragging on me. God knows I've done all kind of things. I ought to be in hell right now. Uh, but you know what, my mom and daddy's getting to do? They're getting to enjoy, enjoy. They're getting to enjoy their grandchildren. Why? Because they raised their children. Had they not raised their child, you know what they'd be doing, they'd still be taking care of me and taking care of my children. I don't know how it feels to be a granddaddy or a pap like my daddy is, but one day I 
deal. But I imagine it's pretty good to, to lay your head down at night knowing that your grandbabies are safe and that there's food in the pantry, that they're going to be at church. I'm about to get happy again. That they're going to be in church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday. Uh, my friend, that they're learning how to walk with God and they're watching mom and daddy serve God. Hey, I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on him. Ain't nobody like him tonight. I'm telling you, glory to God. I'm glad for a Christian raising. I'm glad my mom and daddy get to enjoy them grandchildren and not endure them and raise them. Why? Because Jesus was at the forefront of our raising. That's exactly why. I am so tired of I'm so tired of, of grown 40-year-old men having sock stories and sad stories and podcasts, dear God, everything under the sun because they was raised in a God-fearing King James Holy Ghost, hell fire gospel preaching devil hating home, and somehow or another they're the victim. Let me tell y'all, look up in here tonight. You won't do your family nothing but good, raising them under the preaching of the word. Of God, in the power of God, in the demonstration of God. They'll not have to recover from nothing. The fact is, they'll walk through valleys nobody else can walk through. They'll go places nobody else can go. They'll endure things nobody else endured. I'm telling you, it pays to serve God in the home. Me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I bet there was times raising me and my knothead sister that mom and dad probably thought, under God, we're wasting our time. Let me give you an example. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday, guess where our tails were? Listen, when I say Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday, I ain't talking about about three times a week every now and then, every week of our lives. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. Revival, we there. Visitation, we there. Whatever, mission conference, we're there. And there'd be times mom and dad, dad be at work, couldn't reach him, me and my sister be at home. When I got a little older, we could stay home by ourselves and we would fight Oh my, like the hell hounds of, I'm telling you, we would just fight and kill one of them. And she'd call mom and tell on me. And I'd call mom right back and tell on her. And this would go on for hours and days and months and years. And we knew better. Y'all probably wouldn't believe this. But me and my sister both, we had a mouth problem. Y'all don't believe that, do you? You know the last word type thing? Yeah. And it ain't because we didn't get beat for it. Because we did. It ain't because we didn't know. Because we did. But there was a constant battle and a constant fight. My sister, I'm telling you, if there's ever been a four-year-old little girl being possessed by a legion of demons, it was that one right there. Y'all think I'm kidding, but I ain't. Every blessed fire morning, she would throw a fit that even the devil was ashamed of. She'd throw herself in the floor. She would say things that under God nobody knew how she knew them. And I'm talking about one day she, she throwed such a fit in my dad's old Ford pickup truck, she kicked and kicked the dash plumb out of the back. Are you listening? 
We was, I don't know how old we was, but she called my mom a name. And we, I don't know how she knew that name. She called her name, and I come out of that car. I probably wasn't, but eight or nine or something. And I was thinking, Kia Hart. That was my mom. She cussed her. We don't know how she did it. I, I told you, the devil. She's full of devils. And that girl was raised as right as rain. You know what I bet mom and daddy thought? We're wasting our time. But did anybody here testify this morning? Yeah. Thank you. I ain't got all together. Yeah. Nowhere near where I need to be. And every time I want to stay home, there's something in me. Amen. Amen. There's something in me I can't stay home. I know I'm not where I ought to be, but somehow or another, I keep coming back to this place. How right. can I say don't give up, Mom and Daddy? I know sometimes it's like you're wasting your time and spinning your wheels and they ain't listening. Oh, but God's put more down on the inside than you and I ever know I'm telling you, it pays. I will serve God as a home. Daddy, you gotta do your job. Mama, gotta do your job. And one day you'll reap the benefits of serving God. You'll reap the benefits of serving God. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. First of all, I want to say this concerning the home. This is more than me, but number one, marriage is the very first step to having a biblical home. Did you know the first thing God done was put Adam and Eve together in the garden? Matter of fact, this was the first step to creating a home. You have to have a husband. You have to have a wife. He first formed Adam. We know this. And then opened up Adam's side, caused a deep sleep come over him and pulled from him uh, from the side of Adam and created Eve. Let's go look with me in Genesis chapter 1 tonight. We're going to start walking through on how to have a... Scriptural, spiritual, and sacrificial home. Genesis chapter number 1 tonight. This is nothing you don't know, but I want to read it anyhow. And we'll walk some other places. Look with me down in verse 26. And God said, let us. There's also a good verse to defend the Trinity, if yeah. you need one. God said, let us, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, make man in our, God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Ghost, in our image, after our, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, over every creeping thing uh, that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing uh, that moveth upon the earth. Now, jump with me to Genesis chapter number 2. Look with me in verse number 7. Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible said, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Excuse me, verse number 8. Uh, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there He put the man whom He had formed. Jump with me to verse number 15, chapter 2. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. 
And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge, good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, the fowl of the air, and brought them into Adam, unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Verse 21, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Uh, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Verse 24, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. They were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Can I say tonight, first thing we see that God institutes concerning the home is marriage. Now, if you're not careful, what you'll do is you will believe the lie of this world. And by the way, I'm going to go ahead and hit on this since I've already made mention of it this week. You better be very careful what you're exposing your children to. I, I need a little help more than one of you right there. There's several shows on TV. They're shacked up. You don't think nothing about it because you're married. But them kids are being indoctrinated by the things that we allow them to watch and listen to. Uh, can I say, I, I've seen it and you've seen it too. Uh, I mean, dear Lord, Disney. Disney ain't what it used to be. Uh, but di even Disney has incorporated uh, same-sex marriage. and uh, th There's hardly any movies anymore that don't have to throw that in. I forget what superhero superhero movie it was, but uh, my boy loves superhero, loves Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, and Avengers, and all, all that stuff. And uh, the one of the newest movies that came out, it was a Thor movie. It was a Thor movie, and they and there was a, a sodomite in the Thor. What is that? That's hot. Listen to me. They're not just putting that in. Listen, they're not putting that in there to please the sodomites. Are you with me? Because I'd say there's very few sodomites that are interested in a manly, if you will, themed movie anyhow like Thor. What are they doing that for? They're indoctrinating our youth. Used to men would preach like this all the time, but now it's very few and far between. But bless God, I'm going to sound the horn. And I'm going to let you know that we've got to monitor what this world is sowing in our children concerning the home. You know the first thing the devil attacks? The home. Marriage. What's all these movies with this, with this sodomite movie? What is all that? It's an attack on the home. It's an attack on the home. It's not happened here, thank God. But how many of y'all seen how these schools in, in broader, bigger cities are having a library time with drag queens? Where did that come from? I remember, this is the God's honest truth, Billy Carpenter is a pastor over at Mount Nash Baptist Church. When I was in school, about once or twice a month, he would come in with a felt board, open a King James Bible, and teach in the public schools now, and teach us what the Bible had to say. You try that now, they'll put you in jail, but they'll bring the perverts out of the shadows of hell in there to confuse and manipulate and pervert the minds of our children. What is it? It's an attack on the home. It's an attack on the home. This is deeper. Listen to me. It's deeper than a movement. It's an attack. Yeah. 
It's an attack. You know what's sad? And y'all better say amen right here. Because it's a fact. Isn't it sad how we as Christians, and I said we, I know we're still the post, but how, how much more numb are we to it now than we used to be? Yeah, right. Right. Used to, boy, we talk about it for a week if we say something. Now we just say, shh, and we go on. Yeah. It don't bother you. You understand what I'm saying? I know it bothers you, but it don't bother you like it used to. Why? Because it's being pushed on you. And slowly, even the church is becoming numb to the attack on the home. You know what the devil wants for your children to see? Just like Nibrod, there's, there's a boy and a girl always locked up somewhere. You know what the devil wants? That's you, but it's normal. He wants it to get to a place where it's two boys yeah. or two girls. And your kids look over there and say, ooh, but think nothing more about it than they would if it was a boy and a girl. Now hear me right here. I'm going to lose some of you. I don't want my youngins making out with nobody, but bless God, I'd rather it be a girl for Elijah and a boy for my daughters. Amen. Now, I'm gonna raise all, listen, preacher, I'm going to raise all kinds of hell if I catch my... Are you with me? Don't let it seem crazy until that day comes. God forbid it. But we're living in a day, Brother Sean, that, listen, I ain't saying be thankful, but we've got to consider what it could be. Yeah. You with me? Now, I know we shouted and cried and slobbered and snotted all over the church this morning. And tonight we're not doing that. But I've got an obligation to tell you that the home is under attack. Marriage is under attack. Can I say without a biblically sound marriage, you know, that it's, it's impossible to have a scriptural home, a spiritual home, or a sacrificial home. Listen to me, moms and daddies. It is important what kind of marriage you have because that's where the home starts. Come on, somebody. We're living in a day where the children are the bosses. Hello? And I'm not just talking about out there. I'm talking about places just like this one. Amen. I'm, well, I'm going to make somebody mad after we've had such a good service. They go to school for eight. If they stay for two, nine, ten hours a day. And there's no question. Some of them, if they're, if they're like me, 12 hours a day. They've got to be there 12 hours a day. they got tutoring for those who need tutoring. You all with me? That's just me. Okay. Double tutoring. But for eight hours a day, let me ask you something, honey. You got school tomorrow? You going to go? That's good. Keep down the truth. It's a blessing. You reckon that you could take your... Uh, you got a tablet or something? You don't have nothing? Oh, yeah, that's good. Praise God. That's good. You, you won't get offended tonight. She's already took it from me. That's a blessing. Didn't you have a tablet before? You started acting stupid and then you got took, right? All right. That's my nephew in case you're wondering. I ain't being mean to no church kids. I can call my nephew stupid. Hey, man, they are. They've done them bricks. But anyways, if, well, you think it'd be all right if your mama get back to you tonight, if you go to school tomorrow, and you really, you know, you listen for a little while, but it's kind of got, you know, put out with it. You think God, you open your backpack, you got your tablet out, and start playing on it. That wouldn't be acceptable. Would they not let you do that at school? Does anybody know where I'm going? Yeah. Oh, I'm watching you. If you're looking at me, I'm looking at you. 
Let me ask you a question. Would you get one bit upset if the principal of Corbin called you tomorrow? Said, is this Mr. Beagle? I mean, Siegel. You said, yes, sir, this is him. This is Christopher, you know, the lead man at the KCC, but you don't call it. Sir, I'd like to talk to you concerning your daughter, Kyra. Okay, what's going on? Well, in social studies today, she was, uh, she wasn't paying attention. And it's not a tag with her phone. It's just a notepad. And I'm trying to teach her the whole time. She's just drawing and writing things and just, just wouldn't pay attention, just doodling. And sir, I, I, I really like you talking to her. Would you get upset at him for that? Why? Because he's interested in his daughter learning something. Come on, friend. Oh, some of y'all know where I'm going. Yeah, I'm right. Come on. Well, preacher. Let me ask you this, Brody. Would it be all right? You know, when you first get to school, you got breakfast, right? You eat breakfast much? Probably not. You get there down time there, buddy. Right, get out of bed, son. You can eat breakfast. Then breakfast pizzas in school is God sense. Somebody say, man, them things is good, brother. You're going to miss them out, brother. But say you made it for breakfast. You eat lunch at 11 o'clock. But between 8 and 11, your stomach's just growling. You reckon the teacher would get upset if you said, uh, Mr. Teacher, I'll be right back. I'm going to I'm gonna raid the cafeteria while you're teaching. I got to, I'm so hungry, I've got to step out, go get me something. I'm going to die. I'm going to die right here. Do you think your teacher would be all right then? You know what I'm naming? Yeah. Stuff people's doing in church. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, man. Yeah. Well, Brother Josh, they just don't understand. They don't understand their teacher either. That's why they yeah. never know what to say when the text comes. Yeah. That's why when you get their homework, you can't do it and they can't do it. Come on, somebody. I ain't only dumb parent in the room. Fifth grade math. Madison was describing her math to me, and it made me angry. She, I, there, there's a, like a, an allergy, some kind of letter, something that they got going on for their math right now. What is that, Kyra? You missed too much school. You don't know It's some kind of math. What? See, that ticks me off. What is she talking about? Number of operations. The only numbers I'm operating on is cell phone calls somebody. They don't understand that either. But come parent-teacher time, you know what you're going to tell them? When the teacher says, well, they're doing pretty good. They're just having a hard time. They sit and pay much attention. Right in front of God and everybody, my mom would say, what's wrong with you? This is your future. This great man. Y'all with me? Stay with me. Don't lose me. I'm being real with you. The expectation's way up here, but when we get to church, rolls are out. Yeah, that's right, man. Right. What do you do, Brother Josh? I'm pastoring the homes. Yes, yes, sir. Amen. I'm pastoring the homes. It's more important. You better hear me. It's more important for them to set up, shut up, listen up in church than they ever will be in a schoolhouse. I'm not against education. Do not get me wrong. I'm not saying lower your standards in the school. Probably need to raise them. But bless God, I sure will not hold my kids more accountable at school than I did church. Amen. You know what it's called when you hold the standard way up here at church? It's called parenting scripturally. Amen. Do you want spiritual children? Do you want sacrificial children? 
Big quick letting them think church is an option. Yeah. Yeah. I went there every time the door's open. Yeah, but you let them lay out of the pew for two hours. Yeah. So you know what to them? Church is optional. They might listen. They might not listen. They might pay attention. They might play on the tablet. They might, I, I mean, I had to move the time envelopes up here. I know I made somebody so mad the next day. I'd move up here because we paid good money for them things. Yeah. I'm trying to be, you know what I believe at church? You can do it. I want to be first class everything we do. Sure. This is God's house. This is probably, I, I ain't attacking y'all if this is Jones's. But that's what all these look like. Sorry, Mama and Daddy, you know what you're not doing? You're not parenting them. Right. In the house of God, if you like it. Boy, I'm in a mess tonight. I ain't mad at nobody. That's a God's honest truth. I'm trying to help the home. This ain't. All right. John was in school, about his fifth year. They put this kid in school when he's two. He ought to be a baby genius, and he still, he still don't know if he's coming or going, and tells everybody at school that Brother Dax teaches him cuss words. That's how he does it. Bless his heart. John, you got school tomorrow? You plan on going? He looked at his mom like, do I got to? All right, let me ask you something. What if your eyes get real heavy? You get real sleepy tomorrow. Would it be okay? Would your teacher be all right if you just lay down in the floor under the desk and cover it up? So you ain't allowed to do that even if you're real tired? And how long school this thing? Eight hours. He can't get a 30 minute, I mean, he'll get a break. Hour and a half, two hours tops. Yeah. Right. And some of y'all's kids, I can hear them snoring over me preaching. I went and scared the life out of children. I, brother, I was about walk pews. I've done that. And next thing I know, it's dodging bodies. <laughs> They're exalted. I've called on my own kids at times. Where's Elijah at? He'll raise up with that. He's been asleep for years. <laughs> I swelled shut. Hey, Mom and Dad, what are you doing? I'm preaching on home. Yeah, man. Mom and Daddy's got an obligation. I know marriage is the first establishment. And I meant to talk more about that tonight. But that looks like I'm going to get to it. The things that go on here are vitally important. Sure, man. Yes, sir. Even if, can I tell you, I've got memories right now in my mind. I don't know who was preaching. I don't know if they're preaching on. But I remember feeling something I had never felt. You with me? I can take you to places right now as a 30 year old man. I can take you to places all across the country. I don't know nothing that was said, brother. I don't know who the special singers were. I don't know who the special preachers were. I was a lad of a boy. I know God was there. It impacted my life. And I say, we're not trying to get them to hold on to everything that I'm saying because it's physically impossible. We're trying to get them to realize there's something to the presence of God. To honor him and respect him and reverence his house. And I know those situations and those times with children. I'm not I'm not preaching against the, those things. I understand some of y'all have things you have to do for children. Some of you have to go out. Some of you have to yeah, maybe your kids got some kind of uh, sugar issue or I'm not, I'm not talking about that stuff. 
Don't get mad at me. I'm not Paul, I'm not singling nobody out. I'm simply saying most of the time it's neglect of biblical parenting. Most of the time. What's that effect? What's the church made up of? Y'all see where I'm going? Yes, sir. The stronger your home gets, the stronger our church gets. Amen. Yes, sir. I love to preach evangelistic like I did this morning. But you know God's put me here to pastor. We shout the this morning. How about shout again for anybody? Because I still got that bubbly feeling on the inside that I can't hardly control it. But at the same time, that's not all there is to this. Right. Right. You with me? Yes, sir. Say, well, my kids are getting older. I can't do that with them. You need to talk to my mama. Mm -hmm. You need to talk to my daddy. Sixteen years old, sirs and ma'ams. Sixteen years old working a job, driving back and forth to work, paying my own gas and my own insurance at 16 years old. Working at Walmart, best buggy pusher. I'm in the Hall of Fame at Reesburg Walmart. They tried to kill, I said, good. They tried to assassinate me a fellow did with his car. That's a true story. I can pull it up on YouTube. I promise you, it's true, it's true, it's true. Got to kill me down there. I'll never forget as long as I live. I, you know, I'm big, bad, 16, 17, however old. I got my own job, I got my own spending money, I pay my own gas, my own insurance, but God, I'm a full-grown man, I live at mom and daddy's house. And my mom said something to me one day in front of all my co-workers, and I smarted off. Oh, boy, this makes me just cringe. In front of God and all of the devils and all of Walmart, both customers and employees. What? Be the buddy. Right. You with me? Yes, sir. 
Don't hang, you don't hang out with them. Come on, somebody. Right, right. I ain't saying you can't enjoy your children. I enjoy mine. That's not your running buddy. Right. That's your child. You know what God's given you in order to do? Starts with a T and ends with rain. Some of slowly. Train. Will you be my clean dog for a minute? Yeah. Come on, son. All for us. This is my coon dog. Go that way. I'm trying to pull it this way. He ain't let you know what I'm going to do. Get out of here, stupid. Don't treat your kids like that. You know what I'm doing? Take off. You want to run? You know, so many of them, he's going to quit doing that. Am I hurting you? No. Oh, I need mean, I mean, to better than <laughs> So many of them right there, and you're good dog, guess what he quit doing? Some of y'all are doing this. Stop it. <laughs> they ain't going to stop. Right. We still have to. <laughs> I don't know. <that. laughs> <laughs> I love my food dog. <laughs> Mom got the hat she smoked I am about to blow the service, friends. Not trying to, I'm stupid. That's where that's happening. Your pilot's good. Good dog. You know what God gives children for? The child. Can I tell you, you'll never have a good coon dog unless you spend some rough nights with that dog in the woods. You know, what a, you know what a good old coon dog will probably slip up and do when they're young? They'll probably slip up and start slick treeing or tree a possum. Or if you hunt in my deer stand, wild flying bears, whatever's in the woods. But listen to it. It takes training. Yeah. Thank you, coon dog. You know what God's doing to you, Mom and Dad? You look so sharp. Y'all should get family pictures tonight. You know what, God? Sorry, brother. I know you're highly disappointed. It was a whole lot better this morning. You should have been here this morning. God, I'll make a fool of myself. You know what you're doing tonight, Mom and Daddy? Then I'll have to show you again. You're getting trained on how to train. You all right, sis? You're going to have to put bacon on It's killing me. Brother John, God's given you an obligation tonight. And maybe. I'm going to get into how to do all this later. I'm fixing to quit because I have destroyed it. Let's start off good and I, me, have destroyed it. But these kids need a spiritual, scriptural, sacrificial home. But guess what? It's not on them to have it. It's on you. Hey, Mama, Daddy, let's think about this, and I'm guilty. I preach to me, too. I wonder if we would be okay with our children one day their spouses treating them the way we've treated ours. 
Can I tell you what she's going to expect? Little Allie, I've called her Abby, I've called her Amanda, I've called her everything on Sunday day because I'm, I don't know what's wrong with me. I know you don't, but let's say that you just scream, holler, and push her down and drag her outside the yard and just, you know what her expectation of a man would be? That. That would be her expectation. Or him. If all she done is nag and gripe and bicker and fuss and fight and feud and accuse, lie and cheat and deceive and slice tires and bust windows out. Y'all need to quit listening to Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Come on. Oh, yes. Take that big jack. Oh, hey, you know that. Same way you do. Whatever it is, she takes a bag or whatever it is, destroy. You know what he would expect? He's watched his mama do it all his life. We're doing more than just training them into what we say. We're training them on how we believe. You need to understand that. You can tell them to be good and not don't sass and don't talk bad about people, but if you're talking bad about people, guess what they're going to do? You know some of the worst qualities of my son? You know where it came from? Sorry. If you're looking at it. Sorry? That bothers some people. I know it does. They say things about him that scare me. And we're on them. I can't even say what he said one night. If you've seen the video, you know. Mama had him up here. I'm barely playing Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know. From a God everybody, two years old. For the Bible pause. And it starts with these. That's all I'm saying. These! <laughs> Church, I've embarrassed you tonight. <laughs> we wasn't thinking he's going to say that at church. It was cute at home. He found them for the first time. The squirrels hadn't got them yet. You with me? And I thought it was hilarious at home. But he embarrassed me. Mama slapped, bam, right in the face when he said that. But you know where he learned it? Sorry, I'll let y'all down. But I'm not a Pharisee or self-righteous. Amen. Maybe I shouldn't have taught him that, but I did. Because it was cute and funny. Home, not when Jesus loved me, though. But he didn't know the difference. Y'all follow me, ain't you? They're watching you, Mom and Dad. I want to have a scriptural home. I want to have a spiritual home. And I want my home to be a home that's sacrificial. I really didn't get anywhere I wanted to tonight. I really want to focus on marriage, but I just wasn't led that way. But can I say, sir, we have an obligation to our wives. And wives, we have an obligation to our husband. And guess who our example is? The Lord Jesus Christ and his love for his bride. And how his bride is to follow and submit to him is how our bride should follow and submit to us. And boy, we like preaching that, don't we? Don't go to bed on me. We're fixing to be back. We love, bless God, wives submit. And I believe you should. But can I say, the first thing that comes out of God's mouth for the husband is this. Husbands, lead 
My mom can bark like a chihuahua that's been starved for a month. And my dad will sit there like nothing's going on. And I want to choke her for him. But I can honestly tell you all something. He loves that woman. He proved it. Because I've done killed and thrown her in the river. Hey, man, that was rough, wasn't it? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Notice this. And I'm done. I'm trying to be done. What's the next part say, Brother Seth? And gave. You know what the job... Oh, boy, I'm about to get in trouble. You know what the job of a husband is, fellas? Right here's your main job. Sacrifice. Yeah. Right yeah. In. Man. You know what every man's got in? I want it done my way. Yeah. I want to do it on my time. Every man in here, you've got that attribute because God wants you to be a leader. But you've got to learn how to decipher through having those natural desires to lead, when to lead and when to love. Man. I need a witness. Yes, if you're always a leader, you know what I know you're not? You're not a good lover. Is everybody okay? If you're always a leader, you're never a lover. And that woman might listen to you, but she can't stand you. If that's all you are as a leader. God called us to love. I have loved miserably time after time after time, and so have you. And I say we all want to cry, wives submit, but do you know they cannot submit until they first see you sacrifice? Why do we submit to God? Because we see how much He loves us. He gave His own Son for us. That's why it's no problem. It should be no problem. Sometimes we want to fuss and fight with God, but most of the time when God says something, it really meant, it really, you know, He means it. You just do it. Why? Because you go back to Calvary. What great love! What greater love had the man than this? That a man lay down his life for his friends and ye are my friends. You know why? You know how to get your wife to scripturally submit? You have to scripturally learn to sacrifice. And do things you don't want to do. And be things you don't want to be. What do you mean? Romantic. I don't want to be romantic. I want to be in the woods somewhere. I want to smell like the syrup that comes out of a cedar tree with dirt under my fingernails. I won't get interested with that. With deer blood guts running down my forearms. See, I'm feeling good already. I'm feeling like I can knock somebody out right now. That's what I want. Do you know what she wants? Washed hands, a showered man, soft hair. You all know, you don't know that she hates that I fix my hair. It's a honey, I have to. I can go to church with well, that. I look like I. I go home, first thing I do is wash that gel out. Sometimes she'll walk up to me. I like the hair with nothing in it. I say, I look stupid. I got a cow lick as big as a. Big as a, a, a Dirt bike ramp right here. Why do you bands go up? That's the only way to go. But you know what I need to do? Every now and then. I just need to let her have her, her life. 
So if I come in here Wednesday night and look stupid, it's on her. If I ain't got my hair fixed, I'm not lazy. I'm trying to love a little better. <laughs> Sacrifice. You want her to submit, sir? You ain't going to get her to submit by throwing stuff and hollering at her. She's going to hate you. Sacrifice. That's why we submit to him. I have blowed the service, but I'm done. Let's all stand. Father, we love you. I pray, God, that we'd heed to this tonight. Help us, dear God, Lord, to have a scriptural, spiritual, sacrificial home that you may receive all the honor and the glory for it. Do as only you can this service and this altar call in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.